Temple of Geek Toddcast episode 72 is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 tiles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Toddcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to the Temple of Geek Toddcast, a show designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. I am your host, Chelsea, and if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. This show is released every week for your enjoyment. You can find this episode and more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. Joining me today is Katie. Hello, Katie. Hello. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hello, everybody. Um, so what have you been up to this week, Katie? A whole lot of not a lot of stuff at all. Great. Um, I have been, of course, watching TV because, you know, it's finally TV season again. Woo! Um... I have been getting my costume ready for a very early Halloween party that I'm going to tomorrow, and tomorrow would be Friday, September 30th, and Chelsea and I actually just got back from recording an interview with a director and the lead actress in a short film called Mother's Day, so you can look forward to that being up on our site. It was a fabulous interview. We drove all the way out to L.A., to talk yes. to these two fabulous people. Hour there and then two hours back because of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do for our hour. Exactly. Our art. It's our what we art. do. Exactly. It was a fun interview. Yeah. Except for the bird. And oh my God. the cricket. And the planes. The planes. And So we the- did this interview outside and there was this bird that just would not stop making all kinds of noise during the first, what, like 15 minutes of our 15 interview? 15 minutes, and then after the bird stopped, like, crowing, then we had a helicopter, a plane, people driving really fast down the street. <laughs> it was just any kind of noise you could think of was if, happening. If anything, the people that listen to this interview will get the true ambiance of Los Angeles. Yes. Like, you ever want to feel like you live in L.A., just watch that interview. God. <laughs> it's so noisy. It was um, awful. Awful awesome is what it was. Well, I've kind of been doing the same thing. Obviously, we went to the interview today, but I've been doing a whole lot of nothing and watching TV. I would say my favorite show to come on this season has been The Good Place. It's just been super funny. Um, but I am very much looking forward to... You know, the CW's show's coming back. Next week. Next week, everybody. Next week. Oh, my God. So, which would actually be this week when this would be released. Technically, yes. Very cool. I think the cool. first one comes out. Does Supergirl start next week? Supergirl no, starts two week. the 10th. So, next week, though, is Arrow and Flash, for sure. Yes. Think. Think. And speaking of Supergirl, this week's episode is going to be all about season one of Supergirl. Um, fun fact to you listeners, this is actually the second time we are recording this episode. <laughs> we had some audio problems, okay? We had some audio problems. And to be honest, not our fault. No. Uh, Daniel, who you hear quite frequently, had some issues with his audio. And 
it was a fun podcast, but he no one has, will ever hear it. <laughs> nobody will ever hear it. And on top of that, he doesn't know that this is the episode that we're recording. So it's going to be a true shocker to him when he edits this. Yep, he doesn't know that we're re-recording this ourselves. <laughs> no, he does not. But hey, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. <laughs> so, Supergirl season one. Um... I don't know about you, Katie, but... Well, actually, I do, because I do know your thoughts, but... (laughs) For the listeners at home... You're a mind reader? I know. I just know what you think. Um, I really, really enjoyed Supergirl. It was definitely my top favorite show to come out of last year's run of shows for everything. Um, But what are your general thoughts on the show? Um, well, I just recently finished watching the whole show. Um, when we recorded this episode the first time, I had literally gone from watching the finale of season one to (laughs) recording this podcast. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it just sort of clashed with other shows that I was watching at the time, so I didn't really give it the time that it deserved when it was running on air. Um, but thank goodness for Netflix and its amazingness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I really enjoyed it overall. I, I don't know, it was just so good. It was way better. Like, I don't understand where all the hate was coming from for this show. Because it's a girl, Katie. It's a it's girl. It's a girl show. Ugh. God. Ugh. <laughs> but we like the girl show. We do. Um, yeah, I... Thank God for Netflix, because actually I've been mentioning it to a lot of people, and they're, they've been saying that they've started watching it on Netflix. Um, a friend of ours and someone at work, they've mentioned that they've picked it up on Netflix. So I do hope it does well over there, because it was popular for season one, but I think with it moving to the CW now, like it's going to become even more popular. And then with Netflix, it should hopefully be you know, on par with, like, Arrow and Flash. And I coupling hope. it with those shows will also help. Because exactly. then you get this sort of, well, in theory, <laughs> yes. this sort of even flow between the whole universe, even though they're on different Earths. But I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to exactly bring Supergirl into present day Earth 1 status. Yes. But um, what would you say, like, your favorite part about the show is... It could be, like, style. It could be... I really liked... See, this is what I really liked about it being on CBS, was that um, I liked seeing the L.A. skyline was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... It was so bright and warm, and it had that... Because, like, the flash is that way, too. It's very bright, very warm, not dark and whatever you want to call Arrow. <laughs> it was just... is bright and happy and... They they did a tremendous job with it. Just, you know, shooting in L.A. is always difficult, as we just, like, found out <laughs> firsthand from doing that interview today, that shooting LA in L.A. is difficult. So they did a great job with, I mean, they obviously had a much bigger budget than the other, yes. <laughs> what we were doing earlier today. But I just, I loved everything. I liked uh, the camaraderie between... Between Kara and Kat, I loved, like, the growth of their relationship. I loved her friendship with James and with Wynn. And, you know, her her relationship with her sister. And I like the fact that even though Clark isn't 
present all the time. He's still sort of there in the background. So you still kind of remember that Superman is still a part of this show, even though he's not physically there. Like, whether it's just the, hey, thanks for saving my life, because she does do that. Yes. <laughs> she saves Clark when Clark couldn't save himself. So And she defeats people that, that he Clark couldn't. couldn't. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Take that, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would agree with you. My favorite part was the fact that it was filmed in L.A. Not that that's going to turn me away from the show for season two, Mm -hmm. but I love the WB lot, and that's where they filmed, and it was so much fun seeing seeing the WB lot in the background and kind of just having the brightness of L.A. Um, Because even though The Flash is a lot brighter than Arrow, it does film a lot at night still. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, you know, where Barry's running through the streets at night versus during the day or flying through during the day. Like, I love the fact that Supergirl would be filming in the middle of um, Perishing Square, which is right in the middle of downtown L.A. <laughs> like, you know, they'd be on location yeah. during the day and it would be fine. It's also, like, the, our weather is so much just consistent here where it's yes. constantly, it's really hot right now, by the way, everybody. It's really hot right And now. it's supposed to be, like, fall. Yeah, quotes around that. Yes. <laughs> so it's like this constant sunshine. So they could do a lot during the day and not have to worry about weather. Whereas now we're moving to Vancouver mm-hmm. where it rains a lot and it's cold. And it's so inconsistent. And yeah. Yeah. That'll but, be different. Um, now, f- you mentioned the dynamic between Kara and Kat. Mm-hmm. So speaking of characters, who is your favorite character on the show? I definitely love Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. I think that's... It's always a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think... Overall, I mean, I really like the character of Kara Danvers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that we've kind of seen her grow throughout the season. Um, I mean, she just... She starts out at this, like, wanting to be Supergirl, like, take on that persona... And as time progresses, like, you can see her really grow into it. But at the same time, she's trying to keep track of that, you know, the human that she grew up as and keep herself grounded to stay, you know, in touch with humanity and not lose sight of the whole reason that she was on Earth in the first place. I mean, I know that her mission was to watch over Clark, but due to circumstances that didn't happen. So she actually got to grow up on her own, not having to worry about him. And try to figure out, you know, her own identity, figure out who she is. And when she finally gets that opportunity to finally embrace wholeheartedly her her Krypton side of herself, mm-hmm. um, I just love watching the way that she has really grown. And the way that she interacts with her friends, not just because they know who she is. They know her, you know, she is Cara Danvers, but she's also, she's also an alien. She's Supergirl. And you've also seen, like, her dynamic with Kat uh, starts out as, like, this really, like, very boss, subordinate relationship. But the longer that they've worked together, you can really see how much of uh, Kara's personality and the way she carries herself kind of rubs off on Kat. And you can see that, you know, their relationship significantly grows by the end of the first season. So it's going to be kind of disappointing that... That cat isn't really going to be... She's not going to be there a lot of the time during this next season. Because we've spent so much time developing that relationship. 
and now we have to take a step back and see how she does, you know, new environment, new new situations, but not have Kat around all the time. Because I feel like Kat kind of keeps her grounded, too, to remember yeah. to, like, keep her ego in check because Kat's ego is super big, which is fine. She worked really hard to get to the place that she is today Yes, in the show. So I, you know, major props to her. She is a woman to inspire to be like. Yes. And... Cat Queen of All Media Grant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> definitely. Um, what about you? Who's your favorite? Gee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you talked a lot about it, but I I absolutely love Cat Grant. Um, I would say she's almost more of my favorite than Supergirl, but I really like their dynamic. But <gasps> no, I just think it has that character has so much depth, and I think mm-hmm. it's been the most well portrayed character or version of that character because I've been reading a lot of the Supergirl comics recently and Cat Grant is just oh wow just a very two dimensional version of this character meaning she's very she's very much a go getter but they kind of make her just basically oozing sexuality and that's how she clearly gets things done and she's very bold and doesn't really care about other people's feelings and like the one I'm reading now um she she basically just bashes Supergirl like crazy and basically just tells her to like leave Earth (laughs) and like it just yeah it completely ruins the relationship between Supergirl and everyone on Earth and I don't know, she, like, wears these skimpy dresses and stuff, and she's, like, clearly going after everyone. And from what I've heard from her character, like, in Lois and Clark, like, she's constantly just using her sexuality, which isn't always bad, but it's just kind of bad in the way they portray it. So I like that this Cat Grant, while definitely has a big sexuality and clearly, like... (laughs) has that going for her. She uses it in a very respectful way. She knows when to... um, She knows how to act, when to act, when it's appropriate. You know, she knows she's a woman in a man's business, and so she has... She knows she has to, like, watch what she says, how she acts, but she still doesn't let that stop her. You know, she still pushes and strives to be just as good as a man but while knowing, like, she has to watch herself. Yeah. Meaning, like, she can't have outbursts. Like, she can't. She knows she can't be emotional. Yeah. She knows... they'll find some way to hold... Hold that hold against that her. Hold that against her. It kind of... It kind of seems like the soup... The, the comic book version of her is more pushing towards the stereotype of a woman in power. Yes. Um, of, you know, like, like you said, like, a woman who uses her sexuality to get her places, whereas the version that we see in the show... She, you know, she's very much uses her sexuality, but she uses it more as a, um, like, as an empowerment. Yes. It's, it's a way to, you know, not use it as a way to, like, of manipulation or to get ahead, but as, it's kind of like a secret weapon kind of thing where she doesn't really show it very often, but when she does, it's that plus all the other stuff that she has to offer as being, yeah. you know, a woman in a man's world in a position of power in a company that she created from the ground up. 
Yeah, it's not her one defining quality. It just, she just happens to be that way. Like, she just, it's just one part of her. She just happens to be a super beautiful woman. Super beautiful. Um, Mm, It's not fair. (laughs) I know. Um, But I think, you know, Calista Flockhart and Melissa Benoist. Benoist is apparently how you say it, by the way. I was saying Benoist. I was saying Benoist, too. But I've heard it, I've heard her say it in interviews as Benoist. Okay. So, Calista Flockhart and Melissa Benoist. I have to, like, really check myself when I say Benoist. that. Um, they, you can tell that they very much worked on their relationship and knew how important that was to the show. And I think they, they got it. They got it right. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that, definitely. But I also really like Kara uh, and Alex's relationship. Oh because... From what I've heard in interviews and stuff, like, they've actually become really close friends. And you can see that come through, I think, on screen because they're very close. Like, when they hug and when they have the very sisterly moments, like, it's very genuine. Yeah, they don't have to act. They don't have to force it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a nice relationship. It's nice to see all these, like, female... Um, Female, you know, with female relationships that are very strong and positive, Mm -hmm. I think. I mean, they still throw in the, you know, the some stuff here and there. You know, they have a lot of female villains and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they throw in, like, the, uh, with Simone. Oh, Siobhan? Siobhan. Yes. Siobhan Smythe. Yeah, her with a little like, rivalry. <laughs> like, the little rivalry that they threw in there, and then, like, her trying to get ahead by undermining somebody else because she thinks that the hand that she was dealt wasn't fair, even though she was completely in the wrong both in both situations. Yeah. Like, Kat told her not to do... Uh, not to release that information, so she goes behind her back, and then she gets all upset when somebody calls her out on it. But yeah, I like that I'm they like, showed that as like a negative, like yeah, yeah like, like girlfriend you shouldn't be acting that way. No, like the undermining cat fighting, going behind each other's backstabbing crap, mm-hmm. like that is no bueno. Like it's just not yeah. okay. Um, it just shows that. I mean, even though, even though like Supergirl like Kara was affected by the red kryptonite so she did that out of spite like I'm just doing this just to get rid of her because she's competition for me but at the same time like I don't disagree with her you know ratting her out yeah she was crossing the line she crossed the line big time and then she and then she tried to recross that line by sending some snooty rude email pretending to be Kara, which Kat was like, mm, girl. She's like, please, I please. know this game. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> she was like, I invented this game. Like, don't be stupid. <laughs> um, what other characters do you like on the show? Um, I like Wynn. Mm-hmm. I like Wynn a lot. Um, I feel... I was kind of a little reluctant with the whole, you know, unrequited love situation that was going on there. Um, But, I mean, they developed a pretty close friendship, too. But I was really proud of his character for really stepping up and telling her the way he felt. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, taking that time to, you know, figure out what he wanted to do with their friendship. And then, you know, figuring out what kind of dynamic they were going to have now that he knows, like... I'm never going to get the girl in this situation. Um, And trying to figure out, am I still, can I still be friends with her? Even though, 
you know, I was in love with her and mm-hmm. she doesn't reciprocate my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I was a little, <laughs> a little mad at him for like acting the way he did sometimes. Because yeah. he was super, like, it was a little immature sometimes the way he acted, but maybe that's what he needed to do in order to deal with, you know, deal with the situation that he had built up in his mind of hoping the way that it was going to turn out, and yeah. in the end, it didn't end up being that way. I I was a little frustrated, too, but I did appreciate the fact that they, one, let him say how he felt, and then, two... You know, he didn't, like, one, turn into a monster, but he also didn't, like, go, oh, it's fine, everything's fine, and then immediately pretend to be her friend, but then still resent her. No. Like, I think it was was fair that he did take some time apart from her. Like, she tried to just go back as if everything was normal, but you can't really do that if you really, really have those kind of feelings, and I think... It was fair for the character to just be like, listen, like, give me some time. Yeah, it was much more realistic. Because that's what it would have been like if, you know, this happened in, you know, outside of the fictional world. Yeah. That there's no way you could just go back to being friends after, you know, admitting your feelings like that. But over time and almost losing her without talking to her again. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, made him realize that, you know, our friendship is more powerful than, you know, the romantic feelings that I had towards you. Yes. That we've spent all this time, you know, being friends. You trusted me with your secret, Mm -hmm. and I can can do this. Like, I can be your friend and nothing more. Yeah. Which I really like, because I like his character so much. I do, and I really like Jeremy Jordan. I think he's... I think he's a great actor. I think he's playing that part well. I think... You know, the episode with him and his dad being Toy Man, I I don't know, I thought he acted the hell out of that episode, and I really can't wait to see more mm-hmm. with him. Um, I feel like, yeah, like that whole Toy Man thing made him very much a three-dimensional character. Because mm-hmm. before, it was just like, oh, this like little puppy following him around that just yeah is in love with him and... Or love with her, I'm love sorry. With her, yeah. Love with her. Um, but but it, you know, go ahead. Yeah, it gave him much more depth. Like, we got to yes. see, you know, we got a glimpse into his past. Like, this is the type of life that he grew up with, mm-hmm. which obviously is not normal. No. And, you know, he didn't, he let his relationship with his dad affect him to a certain way, but it let him grow, like, become a you know, a better person, a bigger person. Yes. You know, he still loved his father, but, you know, he was, he did terrible things. And mm-hmm. it didn't really, not really, like, change, it kind of changed the way he approached his life, I feel like. But we got to see that. He wasn't just this one-dimensional, you know, possible love interest or unrequited love interest for uh, for Kara, so it was nice to see that they gave him such three dimension. Um, trying to think. What did you think about Jimmy Olsen or James Olsen? I'm sorry. Um, I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just because he's a very pretty man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is. He's like super stupidly attractive. He is. So yes. it's so frustrating. I don't blame Kara at all. No, for being I do flustered. not. Like. <laughs> She just can't talk to hot people. Like, I totally understand that. Um, But I thought it was interesting. Um, I know that they probably brought 
his particular character because I don't I don't read the comic book, so I don't know how much mm-hmm. of a role he actually has within that universe. I feel like the reason they brought his character in was to kind of help tie the Superman universe with with the Supergirl one, mm-hmm. but also trying to keep them separated, yeah. which I liked because with, in that, uh, the first couple of episodes, like the one where Jimmy called, James, sorry, James. I know. James called Superman to come save Supergirl, and uh-huh. she got super pissed off about yeah. it. Yeah. She was like, I could have done this. I didn't need his help. Yeah. Like, you can't just call him in to come rescue me when I'm in trouble. Because mm-hmm. um, she's trying to, you know, build her own. You know, build her own persona, her own build name. her her own name, and she can't just call. Can't just call Superman whenever you need help. Yeah, because he didn't have that. No, he didn't. So she needed to do that herself. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like his character. I've mm-hmm. always been a fan of James Olsen's. Uh, I like that she was able to, you know, tell him. Her secret. Well, she didn't really tell him her secret. He sort of already knew. Yeah. <laughs> um. But he grew from being like this person that was kind of sent to National City to watch over her mm-hmm. to becoming a partner. So it wasn't just she didn't need him to watch over her. She needed him to be her partner, to be the person that she could lean on, to rely on, and he was able to fill that. Mm-hmm. You know, fill that person for her, and. I'm totally down for, like, I'm totally down for them to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I am. Cara and James, yeah. Yeah, totally. Big, big shipper. Totally for that. But I also feel, I have that feeling about, like, f- always having to have a female character have a love interest. Yeah. This is where, uh... This is where we disagree. This is where... We well, did, Daniel. With Daniel. This is where Daniel. we disagree with Daniel. The one thing I wish we, why we had that last episode that we recorded was because Daniel, Katie, and I got into a little bit of a disagreement. What are you uh, talking about? We got into a huge <laughs> fight about it because we were both big Elicity shippers. Yes. So we love Oliver with Felicity. Daniel, on Arrow. Yeah. On Arrow. Daniel does not. Daniel. Daniel. He literally hates, he hates Felicity so much. He does not like her character anymore. He liked her very, like, a lot in the beginning, and mm-hmm. then as time progressed, it just... Well, because, yeah, he felt like they were pushing it way too yeah, much. Yeah, they forced it. They didn't have chemistry, which we disagree with. I disagree completely with that statement. And where... I'm I'm all for James and Kara on the show. Like, if that's the direction they're going in, that's fine. Do I feel like it was a little bit forced? Yes. And so that is why Daniel disagreed with us, because he felt like they weren't forcing it, and it was the same argument that we were using for Felicity. (laughs) And he feels like we're using, yeah. We're using, like, his own argument. His own argument against against him. (laughs) But I feel like she had more chemistry with Barry in the one episode that he was in. I I think... Just Barry has chemistry with everyone, and it's not... He could have chemistry with I mean, an inanimate it, object. It was the same thing when Felicity went over on The Flash. Like, they had chemistry, and now it's like, okay, him and Supergirl have chemistry. He has chemistry with everybody. Grant Gustin but, is just an amazing actor. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. The... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like I like Kat and, and Supergirl together, but that's just me. 
But that's probably oh. never going to happen. Oh, boy. No, I'm just saying. Hey, man, a lot of the internet agrees with me. I'm not, okay? I'm not disagreeing with you. A lot you. of the internet agrees. They are good together. I mean... <laughs> it's not something I'm going to, like, lose my mind over. It's not something I'm going to, like, be pissed off if it never happens because I'm not one of those fans. But I do like that relationship a and lot. we're not hating on the other fans. No. Not in the least. We just... No. Like I said, if Cara and James is where they're going, then that's where they're going. That's great. And that's fine. I felt like they had enough chemistry for it to not be, you know, ridiculous or weird. Yeah. Um, I could see it because it was, I mean, they instantly showed that that was the direction they were going. Like, when she walked in Mm -hmm. to the office and they both saw each other for the first time, she was like, ah... Oh, 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 hi. Uh. <laughs> so that is definitely the direction the show is going, which is yes. totally cool. Totally I'm totally cool. behind that. I just, I have this thing about always having to have lead female characters have a relationship. True. I feel they like did it's it the on, least interesting part of the show, Yeah, they in did my it opinion. on. They did it on Buffy. They've done it on... Um, they for sure did it on Buffy. I know they did Veronica it on Mars. Veronica Mars. Um, they, I mean, they do it on every show. They do it on every show. So I don't. I'm I don't. Not, hate I'm not it. mad about it, but I do hope that they focus on other on relationships. More yeah. Um. Next season, because I even saw an interview with Melissa Benoist where she said um, that she hopes they focus more on her becoming her own person and like. Yeah. Her growing as a woman and kind of less on the relationships necessarily. And I thought that's kind of nice. I think, you know, just seeing Kara grow as Supergirl, seeing her, you know, what is she going to do in the company now that, you know, she's no longer Kat's assistant, that kind of thing. Like, she's obviously going to go through a lot of change with that because Mm -hmm. she's going to become, she's going to have a totally different role at her new job. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, All right, well, I want to take a break right here to talk to you about our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download for you, the listeners of Temple of Geek Togcast, with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, I have a recommendation that I think is perfect for this week's topic. It is a book called The Supergirls, Fashion, Feminism, Fantasy, and the History of Comic Book Heroines by Mike Madrid. Very fitting, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Supergirls is a cultural history of comic book heroines and asks whether their world of fantasy is that different from our own. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was a very fitting one because of the title and two because you get to learn all about the history of the different comic book heroes, uh, specifically the female ones. They're important. You do see a lot of... The male ones, like a books on, you know, the male mm-hmm. superheroes. So it's kind of nice to get one just about the girls. Um, you can head over to audibletrial.com forward slash Togcast to get that free title now. Or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com forward slash Togcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. I was, like, running out of breath there at the minute. (laughs) I was like, get it out, get it out. (laughs) All right, so we talked about our favorite parts of the show, our favorite characters. Let's talk about our favorite episodes or moments, whatever you prefer. Uh, So, for sure, favorite episode is the Flash crossover episode. 100%. 
because I love the Flash, and I also really love the mini Glee reunion we had going on. Yeah, although they never were on, they weren't really they weren't on, on Glee. They weren't on Glee at the same time, but it doesn't well, matter. Not in the same scenes, at least. No. But they were still together. They were still on the show at some point. Yes, that's all that matters. Kind of wanted them to break out into song right there. <laughs> <laughs> Coming possibly with this, if they do the musical episode, can we talk about how epic that's going to that be? That would be great. Oh or gosh. even if they just had freaking Cara Barry go to karaoke night for some night <laughs> with Jeremy, with like with, with Jeremy Wynn, Jordan, yeah, with Wynn yeah. and Joe and oh, Cisco. Yes. It's gonna be this like I just I, great. We're, we're so sorry. Back to the Flash <laughs> crossover. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just, I really like the crossover because it was the first time now that we're seeing Barry have an interaction with a different character. Um, you know, he immediately saves her as she's falling out of the window. And, and she's like, why did you save me? And he's like, you fell out of a window. You can fly? Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm, I'm the Flash. And I'm she's Flash. like, what does that mean? The who again? The, like the who? And he's like naming off all these superheroes and Barry straight up is like, oh, I'm on a wrong earth. Uh, wrong earth. Whoops. Wrong earth. It was just, it was such a well, like, well-written episode. It was just really, really good. I mean, the villain's the little hokey. Yeah. Okay. Silver Banshee's not my Silver favorite. Silver Banshee, not my fave. I yeah. mean, Livewire still was pretty good, but mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like sometimes their like one-liners were a little like a little Ugh. cheesy, yeah. But I loved the it, the you know the instant chemistry that that Barry and Kara had together. I loved the way they interacted with each other; that they both instantly accepted each other as being you know with superpowers, and that he's the fastest man in the world, she's the girl of steel. Yes. That it was just this instant connection, something that they could share together, which she doesn't have with anybody else. Not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have, you know, uh, the, what is it? Clark? The, Clark. <laughs> I mean, Clark, the, um, what's his name? The guy, the, what's the place that she works for? Not CACO, but the... Oh, the DEO. The DEO. Oh, I keep wanting to Martian Manhunter. I keep wanting to say, like, DOJ, and I knew that wasn't correct. No, Department of Justice? <laughs> no, it's not that. DEO, yes. DEO. And, you're, I you're mean... talking about... Uh, Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter, So yeah. she has Martian Manhunter, who's someone similar to her, yeah. but... This was more of a peer, I feel a like. A peer relationship that they had, whereas that's more, like... Paternal. Paternal, much more father-daughter kind of yeah. relationship. But, like, the interaction between her and Barry, and I love when he, like, shows off his speed and brings them ice cream. That is the best. That is my favorite, is like, reaction. ever. Because that's exactly how it, I, I would act if somebody ran out of the room really fast and brought me ice cream. Yes. Like, I, <laughs> I would be so excited. But I just, I thought that episode was just so good. It was actually also the very first episode of Supergirl that I ever watched. Yes. Because um, I wasn't watching the show at the time, and then I was like, oh, The Flash is going to be on it, so i got to watch it. So I didn't understand what was going on half the time. Because there was, no. like, underlying plot stuff and Myriad, and I didn't get any of that. Yes. But it just made it all the more sweeter when I watched it the second time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my favorite episode was Falling, where uh, Supergirl was infected with red kryptonite. Um, because you got to see a whole nother side Oh, yeah. Whole nother side of Supergirl. Um, God, I can't even imagine if, like, my brain was filtered where, like, everything I thought or every bad thought I had was just coming out. And, like, all the stuff she said to Kat. I mean, she threw Kat off a freaking building and then caught her last second and was like, 
you want to see power? <laughs> like, <laughs> scared the crap out of her, I'll tell you that. Um, the way she was acting with James. She was trying to be super all, like, forward. Oh, my gosh. It was just so not her. I like how James instantly was like, there's like, something wrong with this like, girl. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Something's up. Slow down, girlfriend. Um, but it was just fun to see, like, the acting... You know, her range, her range of acting in that scene, especially like when Supergirl comes out of it and she gets the antidote and she just starts crying. Like, I felt like that was a very, very well played um, because she didn't want to say all those things. Like, sure, she maybe thought them deep back, way back in her head, but she wasn't. It's all the stuff you filter out. It's like what you write in your diary. Yes, exactly. And it must have been super vulnerable to to have all that out in the open when you didn't want it to be. You know, she said stuff to her sister. Oh, yeah. And it, it kind of hurt people. And people knew, like, okay, well, yeah, this isn't what you would have said out loud, but it certainly is what you were thinking deep down. So yeah. it kind of hurt people's feelings, but it, it brought out a lot of emotions that I thought was interesting. I like those where they take a character and they kind of give you, um, like, showing you just how good of an actor a person is because they show you two completely opposite sides mm-hmm. of their character and you can tell the difference between the two of them. Yes. That's part of why I like... Like on an aside, like why I like Supernatural so much mm-hmm. is because if you look at all the different characters that Jared Padalecki has played as Sam Winchester, mm-hmm. that each time um, during when he was both Gadriel and Sam, mm-hmm. he was you know Sam possessed by an angel, but he would flip in and out of that character so fast, but you could always tell the difference even without the cue of the glowing eyes. Yeah. So with. With, you know, Melissa, like, you could tell that, you know, she put a lot of thought and heart into playing those two different characters. And that seeing her as Red Krypton on the Red Kryptonite and then seeing Kara as soon as she came out of it, it was that yes. instant um, feel of regret. Yes. Like, it's that instant, I can't believe, like, I didn't want to say any of that, but I could not. You had no control. Yeah, Like, she had zero no control. control over who... The person that she had become, she yeah. became the complete opposite. That's like a scary thought. Yeah, you have absolutely no control over what you're saying, what you're doing. I mean, she was close to being fired, you know, and that, and I don't know, just she lost trust with everyone in National City. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so hard to come back and try to mend all those relationships, especially with the city. Oh, yeah, especially when they always thought, like, their worst nightmare was that she what, would she, that what she would become and what she could become. And she became that on Red Kryptonite, which mm-hmm. is what um, the guy I don't Maxwell like, Lord. Maxwell Lord. <laughs> was what exactly his, what he thought. What he always thought. And so she basically confirmed that, 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 that her... Even though it was his fault it that, was she, his was fault that she was on Red Kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, she basically confirmed everybody's worst fear that it is possible for, you know, someone like her to flip to the dark side and just be absolutely devastating. Yeah, definitely. So, oh my god. I feel like a lot of the actors on this show were able to do that whole um, playing different characters. Like, we got to see... 
um, Jean Jones play Supergirl a couple of times. <laughs> Those were my favorite. We got to see um, him play Maxwell Lord for a bit. Like, and he was like, <laughs> I love when he's like, oh, me? I'm just an arrogant narcissist asshole. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, and they're like, wait, what? Like, wait. you could totally see... Um, you could totally see Peter Fascinelli playing those two characters. Like, you know That's what I mean? That's hilarious, like, yeah. But I love it when he plays Supergirl and when he's all, like, you could tell, like, she's all standing up a little more straight, like, very military style. And she walks all And she walks weird. kind of funny because she doesn't know how to, like, walk in the heels or the, the skirt or... <laughs> Or that, like, feminine flair that comes with being, like, a woman and walking. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I, th- I thought the actors did very well. So what was your favorite moment of the season? Um, well, probably the moment I got most excited for was Martian Manhunter revealing himself um, because I love that character so much, but I had no clue that that was coming. Why? I don't know. Um, I figured that Hank, Hank Henshaw? Right? Hank Henshaw. Hank Henshaw was basically just going to be some evil... evil guy and i wasn't thinking at all good guy so when i saw because i do know that character when he revealed himself i just was started like going like yes yeah like awesome (laughs) and like my like my mom who i was watching it with had no clue what was going on she's just like who is this i don't know who john jones is what is this i don't and i was just like no it's martian manhunter like so i got very very excited um because it's such a good character. It's a good character. Mm-hmm. Like, that character has so many powers. It could do so many things. It could do the shape-shifting, which is a lot of fun, as we just, you know, said with um, him playing Supergirl and him playing Maxwell Lord. Like, it's a lot of, like, comedy to work with. Um, but, yeah. Um, that was that was a really good moment. What about you? My favorite moment was in the season finale at the very, very end, when Kara thinks she's getting fired. <laughs> yes. But she's actually getting a promotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she walks her over to this to this new desk. She has her own office now. She's not cool enough to have a window. No. But now she has her own office, and she basically tells her that she, you know, she's giving her a promotion, that, that Kara's been the best you know, assistant that she's ever had. And seeing that growth of Kat's character really shine through during that moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, she basically tells her that, she goes, I don't know what job you're going to have, but I'm going to let you decide what you want to do with your future. Yes. And that's very rare to find, you know, in a yeah. place of business where somebody will get a promotion, but... The job that you do is whatever you decide. Yeah. And I feel like that is a huge moment for both Kat and Kara because that means that now Kara has almost complete control over whatever it is that she wants to do with her life. Mm -hmm. And that's Kat giving up that control to her. Yeah. So that's a big step for her character. And my favorite thing about it is I'm a huge melanie griffith fan like she is my favorite actress and she's in this movie called working girl mm-hmm. with clarissa flockhart's husband yes. harrison ford yes and um 
for those of you who haven't seen the movie, basically what happens is that this woman, she play uh, Melanie Griffith's character, is a secretary who basically gives herself a promotion in her boss's absence, uh, who happens to be Sigourney Weaver, gives herself her own promotion and works with Harrison Ford's character to the point where she gets this really great... Um, like, project done behind the other person's back and really, you know, really succeeds in this. And at the very end of the movie, she gets a promotion that she didn't think she was going to get. She thought she was just going to be a secretary. And she gets, you know, the cor- a corner office and gets to grow from there. And in Supergirl, um, Kat says, think of this as your working girl moment. And yes. I... <laughs> Almost cried <laughs> because it, it was very moving. It was a very moving because especially if you've seen that movie, you like you know how big of a moment that is between the two of them. And then Kara says, "I always cry at the end of Supergirl or at the working, end, girl. working Girl at the end of Working Girl." And Kat says she does too, and I'm like, "Me too." I'm like, she "Over calls her, Kara calls her Kara for the first time ever," which she knew how to pronounce her name the whole time, yes. but it was like that. It was a little, power move. It was a power move. And she finally calls her Kara. So it's like this big moment that they've been working towards the whole season. And yes. to connect it to something that not a lot of people, like an older movie that was, you know, during that time, that, you know, big move for women in film. Mm-hmm. Like this movie was made in the 80s. And it was kind of that push to seeing women taking more of a leadership role within their movies. Mm-hmm. And... I love that movie so much, and I'm so glad that it was, like, just a small... It was a tiny little thing that she said, and it... It had a big impact, though. It meant so much to me and to Kara. Yes. So, and I just love that she kept referencing her husband every now and then. She, when the line where Kat says, Tell Harrison Ford that I don't date older... Older, older men. M- or older married men, and just yeah. stop asking... <laughs> Or tell Bernie Sanders I'm not into hot yoga. <laughs> or like, would she be like, uh, "Oh, Anderson Cooper dared me to <laughs> to she, audition for Undercover Boss." Man, she straight up like name drops hardcore. I just love that well, she someone drops like that her. Would I feel like? Yeah, I love that she just drops her husband's name though in a way that's like, "Oh, he's such a problem." <laughs> like, no, he's not. <laughs> Um, well, great. Let's move into final thoughts. What do you What are you looking forward to in season two? Uh, for sure, the big giant four episode four show crossover. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to see that. I want to see how they're going to bring the Supergirl universe because it's on a different Earth. Yes, bring that into you know Earth one Earth one with Flash and Arrow. Like how they're going to situate them within that which is great because you know with flashpoint coming mm-hmm. with that they have that opportunity to really just sort of mess with everything yes. so i'm looking forward to see if flashpoint has an effect on national city if it has an effect on supergirl and that storyline but or if they're just going to use it to sort of hey this is like this whole other universe you didn't know existed unless you watch the show yes so i'm really excited to see that um i'm dying 
for this musical episode they keep talking about. Yes. The which Croft. I think is really happening. If they should get Joss... I hope they get Joss Whedon to... To direct, to direct it. it because once more of a feeling from Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. is one of the most celebrated and talked about episodes ever, yes. and that was towards the very end of the series. Yes. So, um, trying, to, trying to think. What, I mean, I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how they merge the worlds. That would probably be my top thing. I'm also interested to to be introduced to all the new characters that they're going to put on. <gasps> um. Well, Superman, eh, that's kind of my least favorite, <laughs> to be honest. But, like, the other female characters are introducing, like, um, oh, what's her name? It's Lex Luthor's, like, cousin. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to say Lana Luthor or Lena Luthor, or it's something with an L. Yeah. But I'm interested to see her role in things. Um, I, I, I forgot that um, one of the shows that I was watching before... Mm-hmm. Qu- not quarantined. I'm trying to think. The show that was just, like, very short time on the CW that I was watching. Oh, Containment. Containment. Yes. Yeah, on Containment, the guy who played the lead male role on that show, um, Christopher Wood, that's the actor's name, mm-hmm. he's moving to a full-time role on Supergirl. Oh. So I'm excited to see, like, how... Is he going to play the new boss? Because apparently Kara's going to have a new boss because okay. Kat is going to be either leaving for some reason. Or I don't know. I don't really know the situation, but obviously... They'll do something. Calista Flockhart is not going to be very much a big presence on season two. Therefore... I, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to the new characters. Not that I don't love the characters that they have now, but I feel like, you know, you always want to... You always want to grow and add new characters and whatnot. So, all right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Temple of Geek Toddcast. I want to thank my guest for joining me on this week's discussion. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> You're welcome, Chelsea. All of the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at info at templeofgeek.com. Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show. Until next time, boom! Bye! Bye! Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.